Having wait through the talk and then he'll yeah no he gets me in like an awkward moment and then it's like halfway through a sentence yes yeah and then he's like oh and we're back and I'm like oh my gosh you get me up yeah see we're back now yeah so for the podcast people yeah welcome to the table Luke Luke Crane Luke Crane Luke Crane Social Security number five nine one ooh you started off good five nine five nine five five nine five yeah. Oh. You remember the guy that put his social security number online and said, because he was like a security person, like they would protect your social security number, and he put it, he's like, this is how secure we are in this. We, he put it up, and he said, this is my social security number. It's so secure, no one can hack it, and he got his identity stolen like five times. <laughs> <laughs> so secure. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I appreciate that so no, much. No, I had to fill out papers for the kids to be, um, to get physicals for sports. And they wanted my social security number for that. And I'm like, no. So crazy. Like, really? They wanted the kids' social security numbers, and they wanted mine. And I was like, no. Or you go to buy a pair of jeans. Hey, can we have your address and phone number? No. Why? No, you can't have my go address away. and phone number. I mean, I know that sometimes they do... Um... Like deals. Oh, let me oh, turn that so on. Oh, come on. <laughs> I wasn't ready. What a mom. <laughs> what technology. It's true. How do these Twitters work? Do we toot something out? <laughs> I did that on purpose. I really know it's sweet. It was better than something else. <laughs> Anyways, so. Um, well, how do y'all feel about, um, like, people say that, what, I don't even think people say, I think, I think it's just like a known fact that the government, like, listens into our phone oh, conversations yeah. and, like, watches through our cameras and stuff like that. How do you we've, feel about that? We've had this conversation, right. and they most definitely listen. No, I'm not. I'm, it's not for me. It's not a debate whether they do or not. It's how do you feel about it? Oh, how do yeah. I feel? I, I I didn't used to believe it because, but then I saw like top technology like CEOs mm-hmm. like put tape over their their uh, cameras and stuff like that. Oh, right. that's kind of yeah. <laughs> and then there's the FaceTime thing. Yeah. There's the what was the other one? The the your live video mm-hmm. when you take a picture, mm-hmm. a live picture. Yeah. yeah. How it records? Oh, it records like, two seconds before. Yeah. Oh yeah, something second yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So. That's crazy. So it's, it's like already recording. Your phone is constantly taking in information and, yeah. and, and storing it somehow. And we've had that weird. conversation about how like we could just be talking about Starbucks. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, yes. Starbucks. Me, but, really? Oh, that's, yeah. happened, that's happened to me yeah. so so much. many times. I've you tried it before. I like talk to my phone. Like, gee, I really want some Dunkin' Donuts. Why do I picture Luke like sitting at home like? See, they know you're what? trying. They know you're trying too hard. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's true. part of the algorithm. Um, but like, are you on Amazon a lot? Um, what now? Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, I buy everything through yeah. Amazon. I buy that, coffee through Amazon now. I guess Facebook. Are you really? Facebook. It's so much cheaper. It's like Amazon and Facebook are where it happens yeah. the most. Is it really? Yeah. My dad used to have. Um, dog food shipped every month to his door from Amazon. I think he was just like trying to find things he could have shipped. <laughs> I felt so bad with the the, the the mail guy who had to like carry dog food to my yeah, dad's that door. That was fun. Because like, you can't go to Walmart and pick it up yourself. Because <laughs> he, he just wants to see it because he can do the automated thing like where it comes every month you don't have to order. I can't fault it because it's so cheap and two day shipping it's just, just hard yeah. to beat that. Yeah. I'm in grocery stores all day every day so for me to order off of Amazon, it's like, what are you, an idiot? Super like, lazy. It's super lazy when I'm in Which the is store. weird that, because you do order off Amazon, so I guess you are. are. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Miss Kim's watching. Hi, Kim. Go, Not go, Kim Parrish. Kim. Kim Moore. Kim Moore. Kim Moore. Kim Moore. Anyways, I, I, for me, the whole, like, you know, they're listening to your phone. That was that was what it was, you know, 10 years ago. They listened to your phone calls on, on your landline or whatever. It's like, 
I'm not a terrorist. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I know. You, you, at, the, at the worst of it, like when I was a teenager and you hear me like, you know, talking to my girlfriend or talking to my friends and being an idiot, like, okay, you're going to hear a stupid conversation. It's uh, like, what? Yeah, but I guess I the worry it. is they could like edit your voice and the way that you talk and the oh. things you say to make you say something that you're really not. The, you think the government that? would do that? Have you seen that conspiracy with the face swap things? Oh, it's not yeah. a conspiracy. That's a real technology. Yes, but, but they you, use it. it. Oh, I'm going to send it to you. Okay. It's really like... So it's like you can get somebody who is a voice like President actor? President Trump. Yes, okay. And you can get him to say, like, yes. we're going to nuke, blah, yes. blah, blah, blah. Yes. And it looks... In North 100%. Korea, might really believe, yes. like, oh my gosh. And it looks so real. So did we really land on the moon, is the question. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I do think we did. I just think... I think they made up a lot of footage. I listened to too much to Rogan. I think they made up a lot of footage, just in case we didn't, so that they could cover it up. But I do think we did. Mm. My grandpa landed on the moon. Said that we landed on the moon. Why? Because he worked in the military <clears throat> near NASA when all that was happening. Really? He said that it's true. I was. We definitely landed on the moon. I was just kidding. But there are people. There are people who no, don't believe well, that. There are people that think the Earth is flat. So. Oh, oh that's true. I was that's just about to say. One. Have you seen that Netflix documentary? No. It, it's amazing. It's funny. Well, it's sad. It's just sad. <laughs> that people it, think it's flat. Yeah. Just the whole thing. Yeah. Just watch it. Is that the one where they did like the light experiment where they shot yes. the light? Yeah, I saw that clip. It's pretty funny. It's basically them trying to prove the Earth is flat, and then they just prove themselves wrong. And they're just like, I just don't know how to. I don't know what's going on. It's not working. <laughs> because it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. So anyways, so anyways, today on conspiracies. Today on conspiracy. Oh no, this is the wrong podcast. <laughs> it's actually about Jesus. Oh. Jesus. Uh. <laughs> this isn't the nightstand. No. Hey, Miss Terry. Terry. Cam did a little alien face. Appreciate it. Yes. Yes, she said hi. All right, so today we're talking about, oh, Miss Debbie's watching, um, worship. 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 Warship. Battleship Galactica? Galactica. No. No. Worship okay. Jesus. Why are we talking about worship? Because that's what Pastor talked about this past Sunday, so we're going to talk about that. Okay. So, anybody want to start? Well, you're the one with the notes. Wow, no. because I'm the only one who loves Pastor and this takes is, notes. This is your podcast. We, we yeah, follow your direction. No. Seriously. <laughs> Anyways, worship brings supernatural manifestations. Yeah, I don't hear that. <laughs> Point out in the Bible where that's real. <laughs> yeah. What do you? What does that mean to you? Just throw it at me at the very start. Yeah. Um, let's see. What do I what do I believe? Um, I believe supernatural manifestations, um, like healings, can happen during worship. Mm. Um, what? I'm just saying. Oh. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I don't like that. Mm. <laughs> we'll see. You just go ahead because I feel like you already have. Like you've already intimidated me, so now I'm done. No, no, no. I like it. Keep going. No. Okay. Well, I mean, I think that what that Thank means you, is, you know, when you're worshiping, you're in, God's inhabiting the place and mm-hmm. God's bringing his presence in. And wherever God's presence is, I mean, the supernatural has to occur mm-hmm. because there's, there's no other possibility because his presence is there. Yeah. And the supernatural, you know, just by his very nature has to occur. I see. That was the right answer. Wow. I was so wrong. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. Um, and I, the only reason I was asking that was like, when when you say when when somebody says supernatural manifestations, that can mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. 
And I was just kind of wondering where you were at. Because for some people, that might mean healing. For some people, that might literally mean like, I mean, like I know people get weirded out, but like, like gold dust or things mm-hmm. like that happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I just want to like know, you know, what do you, what do we think is is um, a supernatural manifestation? What do we think is possible, permissible? What do we think is biblical? What do we think is abiblical? Like you know that whole thing because there's a lot of debate and a lot of talk about that sort of stuff. Yeah. Where do you where do you personally land on that? Like when you when you see reports of like gold dust or or gems falling from the sky or people getting gold teeth implanted right. in their thing or healings like where do you where do you fall in all that sort of stuff I, not your personal opinion but like well I'm gonna give my personal okay. opinion <laughs> I feel like bring it on yeah. okay as far as like whatever God wants to do I'm okay with whatever yeah. um, like the gold dust and stuff I've heard someone say like well what is the purpose in it I don't care what the purpose is if he wants to do it right then I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think as long as it doesn't conflict biblically, I, right. I, I, I'm almost the same way that I'm almost okay with anything. You, you know, you never know what the purpose of it is. I, I remember one time I heard a spirit talk, talking about how he was preaching and he just felt the unction of God say, get under the piano and start right. preaching. Right. Mm-hmm. And he did that and someone came to the front and got saved because the guy said, well, if the pastor gets under the, the piano, so mm-hmm. you never know what's going on in someone's right. mind or what it takes yeah. right. to, to move their faith or to move their belief. So yeah. I'm pretty much okay with anything as long as it doesn't conflict with the Bible. On yeah. that video, sorry, on that video, yeah. no, I'm going to say it. Oh. No, I'm kidding. On the video that I watched that one time um, with like the gold teeth, mm. um, like the people who received the gold teeth were just like, like, why me? Right. Like, right. I mean, and they had this new, like, appreciation for God because it was just like why me like why did I get finger of God people <laughs> oh <laughs> that's our sponsor for today <laughs> so anyways so I mean I don't know why God will yeah. do some of that right. stuff but how do where's the line of like so when we talk about like as long as it's biblical or as long as it's like doesn't like Luke was saying like doesn't go against you know the Lord or the Bible or whatever where, when did, obviously there's no gold dust in the Bible in that sense or there's no people getting Diamonds falling out of the sky or gold teeth. Like, so when do... Kim Parrish is on. Kim B.P. Kim B.P. When does it, like, you know, since, since it's not in the Bible, mm-hmm. how do we know if it's, like, the Lord or not? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm not asking necessarily if it happens to us. I guess just even the possibility. Mm-hmm. Like, are we okay with saying the Lord moves outside of what we see in Scripture? Mm. Yeah, I think I think you have to be because the Bible is just finite. Of letters, of letters and words. So you, it can't have every instance of everything that God's because you know, there's billions of people on the planet, billions of lifestyles. I think it's just one of those things where you have to use your spirit of discernment, mm-hmm. you know. And one of those things, you know, it when you see it, you can you can yeah. tell when that's okay. That's a little bit past the line, or that's not really, yeah. you know. Yeah. The interesting thing is, it seems sometimes is like different people have different levels of discernment, and different oh, people's sure. lines are different. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so you have one person that's like, no, that's great. Another person's like. That's not okay. Yeah, and it, that's yeah. that's when it gets hairy. Yeah. And obviously, I think everybody kind of knows where I stand on it. I, I'm more just trying to like create dialogue and play devil's advocate. But like, mm-hmm. um, for me, I I definitely feel like. <clears throat> hey, Julie. Judy. Judy. Um, Judy. Hi, it's know, Judy. Know what I had, Judy. Um, Sorry, Julie. So <laughs> I, I definitely feel like spiritual thing, spiritual manifestations will break out. Mm-hmm. Especially like Luke says, like where two or three are gathered, he's there in the midst of them. So mm-hmm. like when Jesus comes, I just fully believe um, that just things will start to happen that happened when he was here or just when he brings his the presence of heaven there, heaven will start to 
what we you know hear thrown around a lot, Invade Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it's just so like when like the physical manifestations start happening, I, I for me it's like if it if it directly points away from Jesus or or does something to to where he is not glorified, um, then then that's a problem. Right. And so for me, like gold dust can be good or I guess it could be bad as long as in the moment we're not it, the gold dust points you to a person. And I'm not saying that's gonna be perfect every time because there's sometimes where Jesus will legitimately heal someone and some people will get caught up in the miracle mm-hmm. right. and some people will get caught up in Jesus. Yeah. And that's really on them. Yeah. Um but so for me I, I I agree with Luke. I, I think like, you know, the wise words of Captain Barbosa, it's more of guidelines. Mm-hmm. You know, like the yeah. Bible, you know, in this, that sense is not like super just this is only what will right. happen. Right. This is more of just like we're trying to show you his heart. Not yeah. weird. Uh, you know, the, the Bible is trying to show you the Lord's heart. And from that, you should discern anything else. So I just feel like <clears throat> a God who created the heavens and the earth and all of that, like, Damn. why not gold dust? Come on. <laughs> I mean, yeah. well, it, I mean it, he can speak. It can seem so weird to happen, it can so. seem so weird to us. And this is something that in the past that I struggle with is looking at things, you know, that he does or ways of worship and thinking, Man, that's kinda weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like one thing that God helped me out because I, I prayed for a change of heart and he didn't change me from thinking, Well, that's not weird. There's things that happen that I still think is so weird. weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But God changed my heart to think, well, so what? Yeah. So what if it's weird? Right. You know, you're, this we're encountering a supernatural being that's beyond anything that Come we can comprehend or imagine. So of course, that when we interact with him, things yeah. are going to be weird. I'll dab on that. Me too. And I was even going off what you're saying, like when something so supernatural does happen to the physical realm. I mean, you there's physical things that will happen, and you can't control that. Right. Like yeah. it's just it's automatic. It's a reflex. It's, yeah, you yeah. can't control that much. Um, intensity of his yeah. presence without like some type of manifestation yeah. sure. to and with, happen. And with the risk of sounding a little bit like too dramatic or whatever, I really just feel like sometimes people don't really believe the Bible. Mm. So like in the sense of I, I, I've said this. Or they believe it as like allegory or as like a, a like a yeah. lesson book or something like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in that sense they don't believe, and for me like, they don't think oh. it's true. Like, Absolutely. As in like, you know, if they they almost related to Aesop's fables or something like that. So, in the sense of, and I've said this before, um, a lot of people, especially like where we live in the Bible or in the in the countries, the Bible Belt, I feel like they come to the Lord and they they get saved or they've been saved their whole life, you know, and they want their or they want expect whatever believe that their Christian life is going to look virtually the same mm-hmm. as their non-christian life only maybe they cuss a little bit less maybe they go to church maybe half the the month and then at the end they get to go to heaven Mm -hmm. they don't want any weirdness they don't want any like things going to challenge them they want to still like you know be their whole little world's wrapped up in bushnell and that's just like that's everything to them and and there's no like Super not, I don't know. It's just it's, like, cu- it's cultural Christianity. Yeah, exactly. Just like you know, where you live is part of your culture. Christianity is part of my culture. It's just right. who I am. You know? Right, it's, and just their their life looks. There's no supernatural aspect of their life, mm. other than maybe them praying every once right. in a while. Right. And deal. for me, mm. like I just that's just not the 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 model that I see demonstrated in the first century church. Mm-hmm. 
and and I'm not even talking about uh, a non-charismatic um, group like Baptist or Methodist or whatever. I'm talking about Pentecostals too. Mm-hmm. Like, and even even maybe you say, "Well, I speak in tongues." Like, okay, that fine. But there's just there there has to be more because in the Bible I see more. Yeah. yeah. And why is there not more happening in our life yeah. now? And and um um yeah. We're starting early just to finish. I know. I got sidetracked, but um, I forgot what I was going to say. That's okay. Sorry. Worship. Probably was worship. the Lord. Yeah, it was about worship, <laughs> but I can't remember exactly. Should we talk about what is worship? Yeah. What, what we see worship as? Or? Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, for for the longest time, we just I, throw people out there. Yeah, right gotcha. Now. For the for the longest time, I had this this I never put it into these words. But I had this conception that worship was like me complimenting God, mm-hmm. me giving God compliments, mm-hmm. you know. And I felt like one day God kind of shifted my thinking on that to think because the reason why here's here's what's different about a compliment. I can tell someone, "Hey, you're intelligent. You're an intelligent person," and then someone can come along later and say, "Hey, you're not very intelligent." And in a sense, both of us could be right because it's a matter of perspective and it's a matter of an opinion. But if two people, if one person were to say, God, you're a holy, and another person were to say, God, you're not holy, only one of those people can be right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's not a compliment, it's it's a statement of fact. Mm-hmm. So to me, worship is expressing or, or stating or, or saying truths about God, about the nature of God, um, whether through words or through actions or what you do, it's expressing truths about God as so as a way to like bring him honor, glory, or adoration or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely so, agree. Yeah. What do you think worship is? Your turn. I'm sticking to my notes today. <laughs> I definitely, I mean, I definitely agree. Like, um, for me, worship is, it worship is one of those things where it's super hard to like nail it down with like this one thing, because mm-hmm. worship for me is telling God who He is. Worship for me is just sitting alone with Him. Worship for me is like, is is super cliche by now is like a lifestyle yeah. is laying down every moment worship for me is living it's trying my best to live holy um and in all those things play into each other so like my living holy plays into a sunday morning worship service mm-hmm. and like what you know like what my saturday night looks like plays into what sunday morning looks yeah. like um and so worship is is super deep and i know like we're not even able to cover all the stuff um in there but like yeah, it's. Whew, you could take I, you could take five different definitions. And exactly, they correct. it's super yes, hard. Yeah. yeah. No, I remember what I was gonna say now. Okay. <laughs> because you said laid down. Yeah. Um, I think the difference between people who just kind of live that Christian culture mm-hmm. and people who are all in, right, is a life laid down. Yeah. yeah. I mean, completely laid down. Like, and I think that's where God has been getting. This doesn't have to do with worship, but it kind of reminded me of that. Well, it is because it's worship throughout my whole life. Right, and it's a state of being. It's just yeah. I mean, it really is this last couple, like this last year, just learning how to live a life completely laid down yeah. for Christ. Sure. And that's with worship in every part of my life, and yeah. that's with being all in in every part of my life, and not just here, not just that Christian culture life. Right. But anyways, that was a side note. No, I, and I think it's I think it's especially difficult for people to do that in America. Because mm-hmm. like, I, I'm reminded of the scripture where the the rich young ruler comes to Jesus and he's asking how to how to get in heaven. He's like, I kept all these commandments, all this rule, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Sell all your stuff and this and that, and he walks away sad. 
And then Jesus says to his disciples, he says, it is harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven than a camel to pass through the eye of a needle. Mm -hmm. And so in in that sense, I really feel that like, I see that echoed in the earth. Like when we, when you go to, when you've been to Africa, I've been in Mexico, and you just see poor people, mm-hmm. and their life is laid down for the gospel, and it's it's almost it's it, it almost appears easier there, and I would almost um so like you know say that it would be easy. it is kind of yeah. easier because you have that need you have that you have yeah. a need in yeah. here. I'm just gonna be honest. Like there are so many people out there. And like, you know, obviously you need God for salvation and you need him to like heal wounds in your hearts. But there are a lot of people out there who don't need the Lord. Mm-hmm. They have plenty of money. Right. They have all the provision they need. And like I said before, there are atheists who are better husbands and fathers than I am. Mm-hmm. Like they're good people. They're good, quote unquote, good people. Mm-hmm. And so in America, a lot of times I feel like we have a lot of people just have literally no need for Jesus. Yeah. And so in that sense, it's hard to be all in. Because you don't need him, mm-hmm. like and and I know this is such a crazy thing, and, and virtually no one would ever admit this in the church. But I feel like it comes out in the things that we do <clears throat> and how we live our life. That like when there's no all in, it's it's not necessarily because like you don't feel some sort of love for Jesus, like maybe someone else does. It's just I think there's just like I just don't need him. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't really need that stuff. And for maybe somebody who's you know, depends on finances or just whatever. You're more dependent on Jesus a little bit for for some stuff. It's easier to be like, I get it. I, yeah. I get being all in. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's so important to get people into the encounter with God, mm-hmm. you know, because it, that's yeah. what reveals the realness to them in, the, in the, that, like you said, that automatic response mm-hmm. of when you encounter that presence, you, you see, wow, this is real. This yeah. is yeah. this is something beyond what I even knew that I this need. This is something I can lay my life down yeah. for. Yes. I mean, I love you, I, Luke, exactly. but I'm not going to lay my life down I'm for you. You're a very selfish person. Well, that's true. No, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I see something and I, I've learn to love Jesus so much that I'm willing I mean at this point now I'm willing to lay my life down physically not just like right. saying I'm right. like living a life laid down I'm saying like physically right. like right. I'm to that point now so anyways yeah alright what's next in the notes <laughs> okay so um, worship environment I don't know what I wrote there sounds delicious <laughs> in worship God speaks and gives direction and guidance he will download things to you. He will speak to you. I've never thought that. I, I heard a message by um, uh, Bill Johnson one time, and he was talking about how, like, in worship, he was struggling sometimes because, like, he'd be in worship, and then things would pop in his mind about, like, just his day or his schedule. And he's like, Lord, please help me. Like, forgive me. I'm trying to think about you, and just this stuff from my life is coming up. And, the, and he really felt the Lord eventually told him, like, hey, I'm trying to help you. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to remind you of things and I'm trying to like, I, and so even like simple things like that. So for me, I used to do that. It just so resonated with me because I'm like kind of a little bit ADD sometimes and can get really sidetracked and stuff. And so in worship, I get easily distracted and, and for a long time I felt like kind of convicted about it. But then the Lord was, I really felt like a release. It was like, hey, I can speak to you in worship and I can help you like remember things or I can whatever and some of the greatest like <clears throat> revelations some of the greatest just ideas that I've had have come in the context of worship mm-hmm. so I definitely think he can speak yeah. to you it's awesome yeah I agree I think you know 
there's a lot of ways that we gain knowledge and, and gain wisdom. We can gain it through experience. We can gain it through trial and error. We do something that we fail, but also God can just, like Tyler was saying, just download that knowledge yeah. into our mind. You know, when we brush up with Him through that faith, He just gives us that knowledge and, mm-hmm. and whispers into our our, mm-hmm. our soul the you know direction and guidance yeah. of, of you know what to do, where to go. There have been many times I've been in worship and I wasn't even thinking about that kind of stuff, but like you said, God just kind of like gave me the answer and it, it just, just kind of yeah know. and then i was like oh yeah that's that's good <laughs> well duh. that's good <laughs> good stuff guy good stuff thanks for that somebody said it i don't know if it was eric gilmore or somebody but they were saying worship is heart-to-heart connection mm. and like so worship is my heart connecting to god's heart and i feel like when that happens like it's just like we say all the time um you you pray and you you your mind gets renewed. Eventually, you're going to have the mind of Christ, Amen. and your thoughts are literally going to be His thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of the goal, right? And so I think that even happens in worship. Like when you have a heart to heart connection with somebody, like you know, for me and my wife, when, when we are really connected, maybe we spent the whole week together or just whatever. Um, like I can almost sense what she's feeling without her even saying anything, and I think that's the same thing in worship. Mm-hmm. Is like He will just. You just begin to feel what he feels, and he impresses things on you yeah. about your life and other people's life. I think it just it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, because we all, I, I, I had, I'm guilty of sometimes of thinking like, in the way, way of God's coming down to us and God's mm-hmm. drawing to us. Mm-hmm. But really, God's everywhere, and so what's happening is we're drawing closer to Him. So right. as we worship and draw closer to Him, like Tyler says, we gain <clears throat> His thoughts and yeah. His His feelings and His heart. Yeah, you know? yeah, death. Yeah. Most death. So. Are there ever times when you don't feel like worshiping? Hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> yes. And Pastor used the example like sometimes you have to tell your soul, worship yeah. him. Like mm-hmm. do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> as a as a worship leader and somebody who's been on the stage a lot, like one of the most depressing things ever is when you walk in and you're like pumped about a service or you're just here to worship and then the crowd's just like not having it today buddy yes just go ahead and get it over yes. with we're not gonna do this get off the stage right and that's like tough because <laughs> the crowd the people in the congregation you can slip back in anonymity and just like not kind of worship you can just sit there and just like kind of wait no one's gonna look at you but for the person on stage and Luke can attest to this like I have to, I have to be up here for at least three or four songs, yeah. and this is going to be really awkward. And I don't want to stay stand here the whole time with just my eyes closed, just right <laughs> facing the crowd. Uh, guilty, uh, guilty. <laughs> um, so like, hmm. huh, that's been that's a tough one. And like I said so many times about other things, like um, especially on mornings when you're struggling yourself, like oh, you're, you're yeah, coming 100%. in and you're like, oh, this is a struggle. I'm, I'm not really feeling it, and you're trying to push through it, and then you look out and you just see. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yes. it just doubles on yes. yeah, doubles on your back. But I think those are the I think those are those moments are sometimes even more, and not even just like when the crowd doesn't want to worship, but like you just had a hard morning, like let's say me and Tiffany get in an argument before we go to church, and I come in just already kind of agitated and irritated. She does too, and I you know worship starts or whatever, and 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 what I choose to do in that moment, like really matters, mm-hmm. and for me it. it it is, I think it even matters more than what happens on like a Signs and Wonders night where there's so much hype and expectation right. that the room is buzzing. Yeah. Like I think it's anybody can worship on the mountaintop, but like it's what you do when you don't feel it mm-hmm. and what happens and what, mm-hmm. what really comes out of you. Like Dan Moeller talks about, you know, 
um, when you cut an orange, if you were to get apple juice come out, like that would be crazy to you. And so it's what's weird when Christians are cut and bruised and, and damaged that Christ doesn't come out of them. Mm-hmm. And it's actually atypical. Mm-hmm. And so like for me, when I'm not feeling it is when I, I and I don't do a perfect job, but I try my best to be almost like the most attentive in worship and, and, and whatever. And for me, God has never not honored that right every yeah. single time he's always honored so that true. that that that's sacrifice so and that pressing forward it's all he's always honored that every single time without fail yeah so true. and i don't know how it is for you but for me it's not really a gradual thing there's just like a momentary shift where it could be you know halfway through a prayer or halfway through whether i'm home or or um, mm-hmm. at worship there's like that moment where it just just the atmosphere just changes yeah, yeah. you know yeah. and it's just it, boom it just goes I know there have been plenty of times that I've walked in this church and circumstances in my life have caused me to be like, do I even want to do this today? Do I even want to come in here? Yeah. And I'm talking about corporate worship. I'm not talking about you know right. our private worship. Correct. But where I just was like, I'm not feeling this. And I've had to sit there and tell my soul, like, yeah. regardless of what's going on, right. I'm going to worship my father. I'm yeah. going to worship my savior. I'm going to thank the Holy Spirit. You know, cover all three. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta get all three. You gotta get all three. But, you know, and and like Luke said, that's spot on. Like, he's never not responded to that. I mean, he's never been like, well, I'm sorry you had to tell your soul to worship me, but now you're going to suffer for that. And that's what's so, always responded. That's what's so great about him, about him always being infinite and those things about him being true. Cause whether, no matter what's going on in my life, what's going on, those, his worthiness is still mm-hmm. true. It's Amen. never changing. His greatness is never changing. Yeah. It's infinite and always. Yeah. And so even if I'm not mm-hmm. feeling it, when I'm giving those things to him, it's still true. Yes. Even if I'm yeah. not feeling it. That's true. I, I, I think there's a certain person, not a, a certain, sorry, a certain type of Point person. Point him out. Who is it? <laughs> um, no. Name names. Uh, uh, there's a certain type of person who would say, well, if I'm not feeling it, I don't want to do it because then it's fake. Right. What do What do you guys think about the whole like not going to do it because it's just going to be fake kind of thing? Well, I always stick with feelings lie. Mm. Sure. And that's even <clears throat> feelings of not wanting to worship or right. not feeling like I have the energy to or whatever it is. Feelings lie. Absolutely. And like Luke said, the truth is he's still worthy. He's still worthy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> testing, testing. Welcome back to NPR. There you go. Um, he's still holy. Like, none of that changes because of my feelings. Yeah. So even if my feelings don't line up, my soul is always ready to line up with Jesus. Like my Would you soul qualify is... that as faking it, though? Like, yeah. so that people would say, oh, I don't want to fake it. I want, I want it to be genuine. I only want to mm-hmm. offer something to the Lord that's real, that's not... Because, like, you, we've all had those Sundays, and, like, where you come in and you're mad at someone mm-hmm. and you're singing, you know, with everything, but you're just, you're ticked. <laughs> like, right, right. and there's no, there's no love. There's no, like, Jesus, I love you in your heart. You're literally singing this so, so that people around you can see that you're singing. And, like, where do you, where do we sit on that? Where do we do, like, the faking it till we make it? And that maybe tr- even trusting that eventually halfway through the worship set, like Luke was kind of saying, it's going to shift. Some people would say, like, you shouldn't do that. Like, that's mm-hmm. not right. What mm-hmm. do you think? I think I already said what I think. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think you I think should do it. That you, so that's what yeah. you're talking about? Though? Yeah, like, yeah. don't. Yeah. 
It's it's not fake because he really is worthy. Mm-hmm. Whether you feel yeah. it or not, he's right. worthy. And I think that just comes from a lack of experience, just mm-hmm. quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, t- take it in a personal life. Like, I'm sure you love your children and you love your wife. Mm-hmm. And there are times where you want to, you know, pop them one or two. But if someone were to ask you in that moment, no matter how angry you are with them or upset with you are with them, and they say, do you still love your son? Do you still love Absolutely. your wife? The answer is yes, just because... Sometimes feelings are temporary, right? Yeah, and just and th- th- through experience, I know that I'm not feeling it right now. But I know deep down in my soul, I believe God is holy. Mm-hmm. I believe He's merciful. I believe mm-hmm. He's great. So, it, in a sense, I guess you could say it's faking it, but I don't think it's faking it because I think deep down you know that the things that you're saying are truth. The things right. that you're saying are real. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. especially if, if like I said, that is your soul always wants to be with Jesus. Like I think. Especially if you're saved. I mean, maybe unsaved people don't think that way. But I'm saying, if you are saved, your soul is longing to be with him. Mm -hmm. No matter what the physical is feeling or thinking or doing. Like, your soul wants to be with his. Yeah. So, I definitely agree. Like, in that your feelings don't dictate what you worship or how you worship God. Because in that sense, you're worshiping your feelings. Mm -hmm. You have placed your feelings above the Lord. Right. I will add a little like addendum to that in that Jesus talks about like, you know, if you have an issue with your brother, mm-hmm. leave your sacrifice at the altar and go fix it. And so for me, if you are in worship and like, you know, I've had this before, like where I'm in worship and I have gotten an argument with my wife that morning, like it is incredibly, incredibly important for me to like take a moment and, and, and if I can, if I'm not like on stage, if I can, like, hey. Time out, I'm, everybody. I'm sorry. No. But like go and, and fix it. That would be awesome. Though, and, if you did. and we really try, like, well, first of all, we really try not to argue on Sunday mornings. It doesn't happen a lot. But like. Save that for Monday morning. Thank you. Like, oh, this is, Here's you. the list that I've been yeah, working yeah. on. Yeah. No, um, but like going to her and just apologizing. But if I, even if I can't do that, just Taking a second, like, well, okay, Lord, let me just get my heart right right here. Mm-hmm. And, like, kind of snapping out of it, not just, like, pressing through until, it, like, it clicks. But, like, okay, I'm just going to get my heart right because, yeah. like, I don't want to. Because for me, I don't think it's as serious as communion, but it does hold some of the, some of the same implications or the, the same kind of thoughts where, for me, communion is 100% like a you, you need to be a follower and a, really a believer of Jesus. To, to do communion or you actually the, what the Bible says you you impose the same wrath that Jesus had upon yourself and so for me like it, that's kind of how almost how I view worship I want to make sure that like that my heart is right mm-hmm. sure. that I am entering in pr- purely but I will always enter in yeah kind of heart right or not yeah but the ultimate goal is that yeah so yeah I think there's definitely a difference between your own actions impeding your you know your connection yeah. and worship and just things happening in your life that's weighing you down and for sure connecting you to the presence for sure there's a lot of comments right now really yeah and i'm trying to read them and listen to y'all at the same time and it's not we have any, we'll, well. we'll get those at the end do we have any sponsored comments so we, we can read Ooh. first Ooh. Mm. can we do that Anybody? like where they pay the dollar pay like a five dollar <laughs> <laughs> okay so um the next thing he said um Enemy will bring distraction during worship, which I think we kind of talked about that. And even Jesus was challenged by the enemy during worship. Yeah. Um, Oh, and then he said, like, we're going to work. 
like as a person you have to be like i'm going to worship even if i'm the only one in here yeah like i'm gonna worship him hmm. so you want to make it powerful big? yeah <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> I mean, I definitely see that distraction thing. We yes. talk about it all the time. Like, and just, oh, gosh. I literally keep my eyes closed it's... like 90% of worship because I'm like, I can't. One of the killers to worship people. is distraction. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if I've, if I've I think I know I've said this to you before on the podcast. Like, I really feel the spirit realm. Um, thrives on attention mm-hmm. and so either like good or bad like, you know so the more attention you give the enemy the more presence he's going to have in your life so like for me and I'll just I, I will say this the more like if you're watching horror films like demonic like The Grudge The Ring like just so clearly demonic mm-hmm. like and just act, literally a spirit in that movie right. that they're portraying mm-hmm. um, you are giving attention to something that is to me really real maybe not the little girl from the ring, but the essence of it is real. And so you are inviting something mm-hmm. into your life. And so the same is true for the good stuff. Like you, the more attention you give mm-hmm. Jesus, the more, like the more you fix your gaze on him, the more he will be present in your life. Mm-hmm. And so for worship, it's all about attention. It's yeah. all about like what we're looking at and mm-hmm. what we're looking, you know, what we're looking to. And the enemy, so I think the, the easiest thing for him to, to do in worship is just to be distracting. Yeah. Just to cause distractions. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily talking about babies crying or whatever. It's just anything. Anything that's like taking you off of Jesus yeah. is distracting. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it, yeah. It, <laughs> no, I, I agree. Yeah. What about, what about, what about people who hey, are. Hey, Sorry. I'm trying to, when people pop on, I like to say hi. People pleaser. <laughs> what about, so you agree with what I just said, right? About the distraction thing? Oh, yeah. Yes. What about um? Because someone would say, "I totally agree with that, Tyler." And those people, oh, um, <laughs> when when people worship a certain way, it's distracting to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? How do we reconcile that? Um, I don't know. I keep my eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. Me and Jesus. I think, that's well, because <laughs> I think there's a difference between being a distraction and being distracted. You can be distracted by, oh man, he's got a weird shirt on. But that's not his fault for having a, a weird color shirt on. So I think that falls under the realm of their worship. Their worship may be distracting to you, but I think that falls on you to find a way around that. Whereas right. if someone's dancing in the front, like not of God, obviously not of God, like waving their arms around and like you know doing something crazy, trying to trying to Dabbing. or yeah. doing fake sign language, you know, like oh, yeah. Yeah. fake sign language. Who would ever do that? I don't know. <laughs> Some punk kids probably. <laughs> I definitely agree. Like, and and like you're talking. I feel like. Maybe that's happened before. No. No. <laughs> um, if it did, it was a long time ago. I definitely had a similar experience to Luke. And I've talked about it before about like, you know, <laughs> went out to a conference, conference in Savannah and people were worshiping and like, I was distracted the entire time. It was just really terrible. And the Lord basically at the end of it was like, you need to check your heart because like what they do in front of you should not dictate how you worship me mm-hmm. and how you enter into my presence. It's like, well, I'll do it if everything is like perfect yeah. you know or whatever because yeah. in that sense like i mean if we when you strip it all down we should go to like a just a stale where everybody doesn't raise their hands like you know some maybe some churches in our town where that's just kind of how it is mm-hmm. that's what worship is there's literally no distractions because nobody's doing anything right. but like we always don't want that and so you know 
I, I definitely Luke made a really good point. There's something. There's a difference between being distract or something being distracting and then you being distracted. And for the I guess the whole worship thing, and this is where it gets really hairy because like people when we say well just use your discernment, sometimes discernment and people is just own like what Luke said like what he just wasn't used to mm-hmm. and like just that's just un, unfamiliar to me. Like when the whole laughing thing started happening at our mm-hmm. church you know, years ago and then maybe even recently, like people just aren't used to that. Yeah. Somebody goes down the altar and boo who cries, bless him, Lord. Yeah. Bless, get him, Lord. But somebody laughs and it's like, that's so weird. Yeah. I mean, obviously the Lord can it's give joy. One of my pet I, I think I think <laughs> in those situations what people should do and what, what I would maybe advise to do is trust in your leadership. Yeah. You know, because right. oh, that's it, good. It, good point. Yeah, that's good. Trust your leadership because I feel like, you know, with the pastor whoever or whoever's leading the service, God will direct them and God will yeah. show them and so, you know, especially with our leadership, I think our leadership is one on one with God and, mm-hmm. and it has a direct line to God. So if anything is going on that is out of order, that is not in order of the service of what God wants, I trust God to speak through them and plus there's that authority there. Right. You know, someone just in the crowd is saying, that's Hey, good. you shouldn't do that, that's weird, but there's authority with someone who has the mic or whoever's speaking right. whoever's mm-hmm. leading the service. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. If you if they ever call me out <laughs> I'm leaving the church. <laughs> tab. Don't you Ever say something? <laughs> Don't you ever. I'm warning you now. Do. Cartwheels for Jesus. <laughs> I did hear this story. Oh my gosh! But uh, but I'm not saying it won't happen. <laughs> they were saying. they were talking about like weird things that happened at um in worship at Bethel or whatever, and uh, I'm not saying that they were saying it was a good thing. They were just saying it was weird. Um, and so like at least we're not to this point, or whatever. <laughs> but they said one Sunday somebody during the worship set came and ran across the front dressed in full Braveheart garb with a sword and was singing, saying, Freedom! As they ran across the front. One oh Sunday, and this happened like this happened like four years ago, because I remember the pastors were putting on Instagram and like and like kind of making fun of the guy, dressed completely as Thor, worshiping Jesus in the front, like a legit Thor costume. He's cosplaying. Yeah, as Thor, <laughs> just amazing. Mm. Yeah. Um. So, at least we don't have that. Well, that, that is such a difficult line, man. That is. I know. Because even, like, I'm telling you. even listening to this, I'm like, yeah, that's not God. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know what's happening there. Yeah. I don't know what's happening there. That and then, day. Like, what if the guy? Because there's probably. What some, if there, he told him like to dress like that because right. some unsafe person is like, right. if Thor's there, yeah. then I, I will I, believe in God. I, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I mean, what's the difference between that and then? Like, the guy getting underneath the thank you. The piano. I'm, sh- I'm sure there was somebody in the moment in the in that sanctuary being like, "This is not right. Yeah. yeah, this is not." And it's also like when the when the disciples go to town and they need money, and Jesus says, "Go get go go fishing," and there's gonna be a coin in the fish's mouth. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. When the Bible is weird, right. Jesus the, spit in someone's face. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, by the way. I really feel a release to do that this Sunday for healing. So if you need healing, please come see me. Get in the spitting line. Get in the spitting line. I'm going to have a glass of water there and like something to salivate me. And be good. You're going to have a fan blowing on your face all night so you can get the phlegm going. Yes, yes. I'm going to be uh, I'm gonna be doing uh, like uh, uh, warheads like so it gets a lot of slime oh, in my mouth. What if, what if, what if something like this is a terrible thought, but you know how they have the prayer cloths? What yes. if people like send out spit oh, in little containers and you just like apply it to your eyes? <laughs> anyway, so 
<laughs> I feel like I have to be the voice of reason right now. That's pretty bad. Uh, thank you. Me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to read my notes to make sure they sound okay. The reason we have access through worship is not because of worship team. It's through the finished work of Jesus. Oh, he was saying like, do you remember this part? Like he was saying how amazing our worship team is and all that kind of stuff. Just so good. <laughs> oh yeah, both of you are on it. <laughs> I am not. Anyways. That's right. <laughs> I do computer. That's part, yeah. Hey man, that's part of the team. That is wow. part, of the team. part of the team. I have seen you do spontaneous computer. Like where you're like, I just, I, <laughs> I just really feel like they don't need this slide yet. And so I'm not going to put it up until they're halfway through the verse and I realize that they forgot the words. That's, part, that's prophetic, right? You're, you're being led by, Yeah. Okay. I've even gone as far as to be like, I think they should go with this verse next. <laughs> no, you no, we're doing I yeah. promise. Oh like when it's God. just like yeah. music is just going, I'm like, oh, we should sing the bridge right now. Yeah. I'll oh, put the bridge that. up yeah. before and that. literally no one will follow that. They go yeah. and do whatever they want. Yeah, Clay, it's not just you. Like Clay's done it too. Clay gets on the top of mic and says, don't do that. Ignored <laughs> what I was like trying to throw out there because I'm like, I'm feeling the bridge it. right now. I'm feeling <laughs> the bridge. You're, you're, going. You're, a lowly, you're a lowly computer person. You know you're place anyways there's anointing there's anointing on the computer anyways oh but he was saying how great it is but we we don't enter into worship because how great our worship team is Mm -hmm. we we enter into worship because the finished work of jesus christ right and i thought that was really powerful And, and i think it's really important on that note for people to be able to enter into worship at home with no music or with, with a YouTube video or just yeah. you know guitar playing because you don't ever want to be in those scenarios where it's like just you're at a different church and it's just one guy with a guitar or one guy with a piano and mm-hmm. it's hard for you to enter into worship because I don't have all this bombastic music right. and these heartfelt lyrics leading me into, into worship. You want to be able to, to be led into worship, yeah. you know, in any setting, in any place. Yeah. What, what in, on that subject, and this is kind of something that I just think about sometimes, um, what part does our actual worship team play in worship? Mm. If that's not the point, if that's not the reason, then why do we have a worship team? Like, and just being honest, like, because I don't think we ever ask ourselves this question, like, what is the point? What is the reason? Um, why don't we do just like corporate worship like some churches do where it's super liturgical and like everybody kind of just sings a cappella all together? Why do we have a worship team? Mm. You ever, uh, think, you ever think about this? I think no, well, I don't think about that. <laughs> Sorry, I, I really don't think there's any difference between those two things that you're saying. Right. With people just sing homonyms, was it homonyms? Synonyms. It's synonym. No homily. That's what it is. Homilies. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's a vegetable. Isn't it? <laughs> that's homony. Homonyms. Singing homonyms. the homonyms and the syllables. Anyways, yeah, that was a terrible moment. But I think it's all about that unity, the unity of one voice and one sound. And I mean, I think it's obviously biblical mm-hmm. of hitting the symbols, you know. And, and so there's there's honor in that bringing it to God, where you right. use music to to play a harp. Yeah. Which I'm bringing out next week. Yes. For for Easter Sunday. Do you I think? Love that. So like in that, if you're if we're using that scripture of like the the symbols and the harps and all that sort of stuff, that would be re- relegated to like the priesthood and the Levites and all that sort of stuff, which they were almost like, I wouldn't say they were like, they were above the people because I feel like in the New Testament and the New Covenant that kind of like is washed away. Tornville, son. But I would. Tornville, son. <laughs> hashtag Tornville. I like that. Um, but I definitely that's a great Christian rock band, Tornville. Um, <laughs> um, Copyright. 2019. <laughs> but I definitely think like they were held to a certain standard. 
should we hold the worship team to a higher standard than just the average layperson? I think you should hold anybody who's in uh, ministry to a higher standard. So, what would you qualify as ministry? If you are doing any kind of, if, so if you're a parking lot attendant, you're in a ministry. Mm-hmm. If you're in any kind of um, position to where you're giving direction or you could be seen as someone that's on staff or someone that's part of the membership of the church that's doing a job, right. I think you're in ministry. Right. If you're doing the computer in the back, you're in ministry. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's the highest Amen. That's the highest standard. Yeah. They, they should be the gold standard that mm-hmm. everyone, even the pastor, looks at right. is the, is the yeah. person. Because, I, I mean, I'll, I'll just say this in... And we, we have friends who have said, like, well, you know, we I came to church and I didn't really, you know, have a relationship with the Lord. But, like, they asked me to come up on worship team and play. And then that allowed me to, like, oh, I, it's kind of the whole, like, belong before you believe thing. Yeah. And, and like, do you think that's a good thing? Like, so, like, letting somebody just hop up there to play, but their life behind the scenes looks literally. And I'm not just talking about, you know, a, a guy who's leading worship, but... He's struggling with pornography in, in his private time, but he really wants to get over it, but he's just really struggling with it. I'm talking about somebody who's up there playing guitar or, or leading worship, singing, playing the drums, whatever. And then on another night of the week, they're just like openly, blatantly doing something they shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think can God work through them and change them? And sure. Yeah. But in my experience... It's gone the other way more than it has. Right. So people that I that I've seen come on in leadership that you know weren't ready for it or weren't there yet. I've seen them just fall down from that. And I'm not even like a big spectacle way. Just like kind of stop coming or kind of go a different way and go to the way. So I, I think I think the harm that I can do is greater than the good that I can do. Because I'll tell you this, like, and this is not like some sort of like you know antidote story. Like, because I've actually talked to pastors that I know. And in their church, they hire musicians who are not saved wow. to lead worship. Yeah. And they're super ta- uber talented, but they, at the, at the very least, are like super mediocre. Mm. And if they weren't going to that church to play worship, they wouldn't be going to church. Mm. Yeah. Maybe they say they're quote-unquote Christians, but then I have heard of people who are like, yeah, we're using it as a ministry opportunity to try to, to win them to the Lord, putting them on the worship team. And like, for, for me sends shivers up my spine like it's just super weird yeah Yeah. because i like brian and katie torwalt said one something they're part of jesus culture they said something one time and they said worship leaders be careful what you say from the microphone because you literally like you literally are spewing stuff onto the crowd and like and so they were she was coming at it more of like when you when you feel like you have a prophetic word Mm -hmm. make sure that it's for the crowd and not for you, because mm-hmm. if yeah. it's not for the crowd and it's just for you, you might actually put somebody into a season right. that they shouldn't be in, or put something on them that they, or in their mind that, that that wasn't even meant for them. Right. And so, in that same light, uh, and for me, I don't think just because you don't have a microphone in front of your mouth that it makes any difference. A good a, a, a instrumentalist in the background is the same thing, because it's not just your voice; it's the whole spirit you have behind it. Like for me, it's just like it's super sketchy. Like to have people up there who like their background life is not, and and then and then you get weird because like well then what's the standard right where's and, the line and right. where's the line what's 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 permissible what's acceptable and like and honestly I can't answer that question but this is just one of the I, I think it's a conversation more people need to have and especially more worship leaders and 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 I'll just end with this and I was rambling like I really like what we've Absolutely. done. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Tyler's podcast. Um, what we've done, like, with the revivalists, whatever, like, where it's a family. And I, I feel like a lot of worship teams need to be more like a family. Because, like, we are a team, or we, even our worship team talks about, like, worship fam. But like, it'd be really good to, like, actually have family where we actually, like, not in each other's business for the point of being nosy, but for the point of accountability. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because, like, that way, nothing can fall through the cracks. There's no worshiping split. Nobody just leaves or nobody gets into inerrant sin. Like, that way we can all hold each other up and, like, keep each other accountable. And I think it's also important to to um, anybody, especially anyone like us, to be careful how high of regard you put people in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, even even people like famous people, like, you know, you know the Johnson, Jen Johnson, Brian Johnson. Oh, yeah. Be careful how high of regard mm-hmm. you put them in, how high of stature, because at the end of the day, they're human, and you don't want your world around something, no. you know, doesn't fit into that prism of who they are supposed to be. Michael mm-hmm. Google Amechi. Yep. Google Mookie. Google Mookie. I don't know who name? that is, but um, Google, 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 I think Mookie. that's probably part of Pastor's... Oh, no, I'm cutting that off. Yeah, uh, not important. <laughs> he wrote Healer, um, and he faked having cancer. Oh, oh wow. Jesus. Anyways, um, <laughs> I think that's probably why Pastor even said that. Like, Kind of going with what Luke said, like, don't hold the worship team, which I don't think this is what Pastor meant, but no. I think that's a good point. Don't hold them up to such a... Yeah, pedestal. Pedestal, because really we enter into worship through Jesus Christ, not people. And that goes back to what I said too. Not even for the thing I just said now, but the thing like if you hold that in such high regard, you'll you'll get to the place where you feel like you need that worship team there to be able to enter in the presence, and that's that's not healthy. That's not good. Mm -mm. Like you, you should be able to go to a stale, stagnant, like type of church, and and still not only feel the presence because you are a carrier of His presence. Yeah. But also be able to enter into worship, and like, and and so I, I I'll just talk to the young people like out there like my age, we get onto the old older generation, you know you and everybody else. No, I'm man, part of the no you're not called you. out. I'm part of the young ones. <laughs> Anyways, um, sure. Um, pretty much everybody who has their AARP card and older, oh, like that whole thing. Um, close. Um, we get on, we get upset with them because they're like they should just be accepting of our music and this and that, this and that. But I would say a good portion of us, if we were to go to a, I'll just call it like a Baptist church mm-hmm. where they were strictly doing hymns, hymns. Church of God, a Church of God, yeah, Spirit filled Church of God church. You'd be yeah. sitting there like this, yeah, like just wait, yeah. and that's the same thing. That's true. That you're expecting them to do right. that you're not willing to do. Right. Yeah, I, I feel like if you ever have this feeling, ever have this this thought. I can't worship to this song, unless unless the song is what Clay said. How do you feel about worship flags? <laughs> I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. Bring it, bring it Sunday if you guys want to. I think that's actually de-distracting. I think it's <laughs> undistracting. <laughs> no, I worship more. No, if you've ever said the sentence or, or thought the thing, I can't worship to this song, unless it's like. God, you are not God. I don't believe it. Unless it's something like that. Unless it's not biblical. I am God, and you are not. Right. <laughs> if you ever have that thought, then I think that's a problem. You can't right. worship to a style, or you can't worship to a type of music, or you can't worship to no music. Right. That's that's a problem. Thank you. Yeah. Like I mean, we we've, we've seen that. Like um, sometimes the the spirit moves in a moment, like where it's just to be still and quiet. People get super uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you should be able to be still and quiet for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. On the subject of worship flags, not opposed <laughs> to them, not super in love with them. I get it. I think it's, I, I do think it's one of the cultural things. Yeah. For me personally, being honest, like I would much rather, I'd be way quicker to have painting 
and because yeah. I think it's beautiful, I think it's cool. Yeah. Well, rather than like worship flags, yeah. worship flags seem dangerous too. Like you can poke somebody's eye. I don't think we have the room in our church for flags. Here's here's little mini like flags you get for the countries and stuff. Like um, just like little pom poms. Like Merritt did that one time. Wow, that's inappropriate. Go ahead, Luke. Here's 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 my serious opinion about anything like that. The painting, the flags, whatever you're doing. My my only comment to the person would be. Look inside your heart and ask, why am I doing this? What's the purpose? Is it because I think it's cool? Is it, right. I like right. the way it looks? I think it'll go along with the service. Mm-hmm. If, if the answer is anything but to bring honor to God, to bring glory to God, then it's yeah. it's not right, yeah. regardless t- of what it is. But I'll tell you this. There have been countless Sunday mornings, Sunday night, hopefully not Sunday nights, but like Wednesday nights where I have walked onto that stage and been under a rock star anointing. Like, I'm just being completely honest and vulnerable. Like, and I have, there may have been a thought of, like, bringing glory to God, but the vast majority of it was, like, I like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, like, and so I completely agree. And I think worship leaders should have that same kind of heart checkup where it's, like, yeah. why am I doing this? Right. Am I doing this to be seen? And, and I, would, I would imagine it's probably more, it's easier for singers to slip in this thing. But, like, am I... Am I doing this to like boast myself? Am I walking on stage and like, I just slayed that set, that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Like that. That's it's super. Yeah. I mean, and, and because I've asked, I've asked some worship leaders before, and they're like, "No, I don't struggle with that." Like you're a liar. Right. Like you are literally a liar. Every single, I believe every single person who gets on stage struggles on some sort of the gamut. I probably struggle more with it than other people do, and because I'm, I'm just probably more honest than other people. But like, it's a real struggle when you have, especially when you have people in our church who were like sing it so and so get it so and so and you walk off and be like man you did so good like that stuff goes to your head yeah, it feels and good it, to be complimented it sure does yeah. and and like you can try to be like oh yeah you know well, the glory be to God brother like I'm telling you it goes to your head yeah. and, and you'd be really careful it's, I feel like see I, I feel a little bit different than you I feel like it's harder for musicians because with, with your voice you're still singing in praises but like Sometimes I think like, what is this guitar solo? Like this is Thank I, you. I'm just shredding on the guitar right now. Like how is that? I mean, not that I ever really shred, but I'm just doing I'm just doing a solo right now, and I have to just like get in the mindset. Okay, this is all to getting the sound to glorify God to help lead people and usher right. in the presence of God. It, and it's very difficult to be like, man, I killed that solo. Yeah, you know, to know or, or that really cool guitar part to, to not oh, the let voice, that get to just me. the drums. <laughs> yeah, like it's just it's sometimes yes. it. The fine line between bringing the the harps and the lyres and the cymbals crashing and then rock concert is like mm-hmm. super narrow, mm-hmm. and it's it's super da- and, and I feel like it's super dangerous. Um, and so, I mean, this is these are the things that that worship leaders should and need to be like thinking about on a on a week to week basis. Mm-hmm. Hashtag check your heart. Hashtag check, check your heart. So like I completely agree well, with John the, Christ, the, the flag listening. or the paintings or whatever. There was a the, comment. The Jesus painting like that. There was a comment. <laughs> always always with the flipping upside down. <laughs> what is this painting? I don't understand what it is. <laughs> upside down. <laughs> and then everybody's like oh. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was a comment by um a fellow crane. I hear the that at least one person has some flag experience. Yeah. You. I know. Oh. I can't so, stand Clay. <laughs> so you, do you, so, we're, you know, let's just. And uh, I'm telling you, if I was up there twirling and I came off the stage and they were like, wow, that was really good. I'd be like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but can, do you think it's permissible for you to do the gun one though? Like with a gun? My <laughs> rifle? The gun flipping. Yeah. The rifle? Yeah. 
catch it like for the Lord on stage. But maybe, maybe for Veterans Day. But seriously, I don't think there's anything wrong with with someone complimenting your your style or your no, playing of course or not. and no. feeling great about it. Right. Like, oh man, that because it feels good to be complimented, yeah. no matter what it's about. Yeah. As long as it stops with, with you know, well, now I'm going to really show yeah. what what yeah. I've got. You know, yeah, that's true. And I also feel like sometimes worship leaders can have the whole like, well, wait till we we'll wait, wait till we get to my song. Right. Wait till yeah. we get. Wait till I sing this song. I'm gonna kill right. it, and then then everyone's gonna go. N- and like, I'm just I'm just being really honest and open, like, cause that that happens sometimes. And like, you really, like people people. My dad told me when I when we when we um, got pregnant with Henry, like parenting brings things out of you that you didn't know were there. Holla at your boy. Mm-hmm. Worship leading is the same way. Anytime you get like attention on you, like things inside of you you didn't know were there all of a sudden get thrust to the surface and you're like, I didn't know that was there. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I, I liked attention. I was a megalomaniac that much. Like, mm-hmm. and it, it's, or narcissistic. Like that's, it's, it's really bad yeah. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think you gotta I be think, careful. I think people in the crowd also have to be careful to not say, sure. do things in a way that like, there's nothing wrong with screaming or there's nothing wrong with running or circling the church. You, you just make sure, like I said before, make, make sure your heart's in the right yep. place. I yeah. Agree. Yep. I agree. Yep. Okay, so um, so then we'll start with um, wow, so good. Feeling his presence doesn't mean you are in a good spiritual health. Holla at your boy. Mm. Yeah, that was really good. That was really good, and I was just like, we said that last night, and I repeated that last night in Connect Group. Did you? I yeah, because like that's what I, <laughs> I mean, wasn't listening. Wasn't. You were out, you were out in the glory. No, um, uh, like. I've pastor said this like God reigns on the just and the yes, unjust. That was my next and quote. just because you can go up to the front and get the tingly winglies, heebie jeebies, like doesn't mean that like stamp of approval, your life is good. Right. right. That doesn't mean anything. Right. Even Saul, like, you know and an example. Yeah, people like use the scripture a lot of weird ways, but like he is the, has a oppressive spirit on him, all this sort of stuff, but he gets around prophets and starts prophesying. Right. Yeah. And the spirit of the Lord comes upon right. him. Right. And so like uh, just because you feel his presence, that doesn't mean you're good. That means he's good, mm-hmm. right? And and that doesn't mean anything. And so, like, I completely agree. And I'll just tell you this: like, for our group, people we we surround ourselves with, I think there's a there's a um, we got the whole like f- wanting to flow in the gifts, being bold thing down. Now it's about we need to see some. We'll, let's let's talk about fruit, right? right. And like, I want to see fruit. Yeah. We love presence. Okay, let me see where the presence has actually touched mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm. And not because you can prophesy or you're the weirdest person in the room, but let me see where the presence has touched your life because right. I can see actual fruit right. coming from you. Right. And that's why I think it's so, and maybe it's not really appropriate for corporate settings of worship or being in his presence, but especially for private settings of being in his presence to examine your life in those moments mm-hmm. because what I feel like the presence does is it shines a light on your yes. life and you yes. can really point out what's mm-hmm. going on what mm-hmm. there oh that doesn't need to be there that's good that needs to be more highly elevated that needs to be yeah. you know not as prominent in my life so self-examination is super important in those yes. times to really you know look at your life and what's going on in it and, and I'll even take it a step further I think that's why do it take why, it a step further I'm going for it I really think that that's why intimacy with Jesus is oh. so important how dare you <laughs> that was his point <laughs> because I would rather in my intimate time with Jesus and in my secret place for him to reveal those things mm-hmm. than at the, 
on a church Sunday. Right. And, and I also feel like if he can reveal those to me during our private time and in our intimacy, then I can start working on that. And then when I do come into a worship service, I'm actually worshiping in spirit and truth. Wow. Yes. Because I'm, I'm coming from a place that I know that there's junk that we're working on. Yeah. But I'm, I'm here for, for him and him alone. So it, it, it really is worshiping in spirit and truth mm. because it's all about him. So, but going back to the intimacy, he will start. I mean, the closer you get, the more junk I have seen yeah. come up in my heart that I'm like, wow, I did not know that was there. And that had nothing to do with being on stage yeah. or not. It was, it was being like 100%. that close with Jesus that he's like, Lene, 100%. Yeah. this is not pretty. And it's not, not, not even necessarily always sin, you know, yeah. it, like for oh, me, no. I'll, I'll give an example from my life. There was a point where. I felt like God telling me, like, you really need to cut secular music out of your life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, eh, I don't really want to. And God's right. like, well, yeah, that's why. You need yeah. to cut it out of your life. <laughs> exactly. and, it, and I'll just be 100% honest. It wasn't forever. I felt like there was a moment where God was like, okay, you you're, you can allow some back in your life. But, but the reason was, and looking back on it now, I put so much stock into secular music and learning secular songs on the guitar and, and just memorizing lyrics of secular songs that it was it – was, a problem and now to the point where it's it's so funny i'll be like hearing a song oh i used to go play that on guitar i used to go play that on guitar and now all that memory is just gone and if all the songs i know how to play now are basically 99.9 percent worship right and it got to the point where okay you know you shifted your importance and what's important to you to that so i guess the point is just you know when you're checking for stuff it's not always sinful it can right. be sometimes right. things that are just too prominent in your yeah. life yeah that more than they should be and i've noticed the further and closer I get to Jesus, the more he requires of me. Yeah. And, and as far as like, if you are in ministry or in any type of leadership, he does require things that are not necessarily sin, but it's just like, I don't want that to be yeah. a focus in your life. Sure. I don't want it to be a part of your heart. Like it just, sure. it, it, it doesn't benefit anybody. Right. So I think like Jesus, when he, when he first comes to us, he gets us free as far as like we are no longer he, he works to get us free from slavery of sin but then he works to get on the throne of our heart mm-hmm. and like that's and, good. and I think that's the process of the weeding out and then so like the whole like getting free from sin that's the getting over like we've talked about the mm-hmm. just the, the massive sins in your mm-hmm. life and that whole part and then there comes a point where there's no more like massive sin in your life right you know or whatever but there's just then the Lord starts to ask things of you that a lot of them may not be sin mm-hmm. or may not be sin to you or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, and you'd be like, well, I, I don't want to do that because the Lord, like I have freedom and I have rights right. and I should be able to do this. But a lot of times, like those things that we so hold dearly to like rights and just like what we feel like we can do. The Lord's like, the reason you're holding so hard onto that mm-hmm. is the reason I want it gone. Right. right. It's because anytime, and this is for me, like, there's just been several things in my life that at a, at a time, like exactly like Luke said, a, at a point in my life, I felt a freedom to partake in and do. And then eventually, and then I don't feel, even right now, I don't feel our sin. And eventually I got to a place where the Lord's like, I want you to lay that down. Yeah. yeah. And it's not sin, Tyler, but like, and, and so for me, I was like, I had a fight to it and I don't know if this is like what happened with you with the second music but like for me when he asked me to lay the things down I was like well I don't want to do that 
And he's like, that's why I'm asking you. Right. Because mm-hmm. right. that right there shows why you need to lay it down. Right. And I think for anyone who's maybe questioning that in themselves, the, w- the way it works for me or the way it's working for me is th- two things. Think about what's most important to you yes. and think about what takes up most of your time. Mm-hmm. And if you evaluate mm-hmm. those two things, you can really start to see the things that God's going to start calling yeah. you to later yeah. on or to, yeah. to you know, yeah. minimize in your life. I agree. So did we talk about... Um, he reigns on the just and the unjust. We did it. We did it. We check it. Check it off. Put a check. Put a check. Don't mistake the feeling for relationship in your life. Hmm, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Here's one of those notes, but it's like we'll take it. I thought I knew what that was gonna mean, but um, I think that we already kind of covered that. Yeah. With like, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Worship is the ultimate purpose of God's creation. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I concur. Um, I Next. liked we watched we listened to that Daniel Kalinda thing, and one thing he said, you know, about like worship and um, being in the presence and stuff is like, how are you? Get, because he put he's the ultimate purpose for we're ultimate purpose for God's creation. So how how vast and how big he is. Like, sometimes I just worship that. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Like, just how he is. Yeah. <laughs> just, he's so amazing. Okay. Yeah. I think so, there's different types of worship. The yes. things you're worshiping about. God, you're so merciful. Yeah. All the days you're God, you're so... Yeah, because sometimes you, know. you go into a worship service, and all I can think about is how he saved me. Yeah. Like, just the salvation How part. he raised me. Yeah. How he filled me. <laughs> With the Holy Ghost. Picked me up. Healed me. Healed oh, healed me. To the uttermost. Anyways, typical singers. They don't, know the they don't know the lyrics. That's why we need you, is because singers don't know the lyrics. <laughs> I mean, I guess just when I think about the Lord, and there's where the anointing out. on the computer comes. <laughs> Anyways, um, oh wow. And then talked about oh, and then he said, you know, if you want joy to be blessed, overcome peace, know why you were saved, like worship God. Mm, like yes. everything is about worshiping God, and and that's what I was talking about, like with the healing and things, like some of that stuff. No, a lot of that stuff comes through worship. I can't stand it. <laughs> I, I want to represent agree. Yeah. Well, those were my notes. Yeah. Was that it? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> um, Some note taking. I, I know, right? No, I agree. I think it's in oh, the, wait, the. Did I have one? Oh, yeah. I'm just talking this one. <laughs> Th- yeah, about to say there's a whole lot more that we did not cover. I flipped the page. There's more. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you have it. No, let's keep going. Let's, yeah, let's pick that's the highlight. That's not important. Um, you want us to go to commercial while you uh, go through the notes? <laughs> Is there a commercial? Um, Actually, we're gonna start taking calls. Yeah. One <laughs> under can, the we table. Can, we can do the comments in the in the thing if you want. Oh, okay. Let's just do that. Yeah. We're at an hour and ten. It's not bad. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Heather Boone is watching. Laura's watching. Marie Collins is watching. Laura. 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 She's a Laura. Oh, a Laura. Yeah. My sister's a Lara. Lara. Okay. A Laura. Who wants to read? I think, I think our guest should read comments. <coughs> okay. He can't read. Can you read? I can't read. <laughs> um, just like, not like that kind of, you know. But you can read. Okay. So... Well, <laughs> I was about to read it. You just throw it away. I know. I was trying yeah. to make sure we get to like the first. 
Okay, Julie McCorkle from Bushnell says, does weird line up with the character of God and his word? Is the weird something that is adopted from another move of God we've seen, or is it directly inspired and directed by God for that specific person or congregation? Not saying that we can't learn from what God is doing and other revivals, but like Lene said, he created the whole universe. Surely our move of God doesn't have to mirror what we see in other more public congregations. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess I'll preface, and maybe weird is a really uh, not a great term to use. It's just a... Different. It's just, it's kind of like a, just a, 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 not an insider term. It's just a term I use to kind of be like, I don't know, maybe a little abrasive. So for, for me, when I say weird, I, I am looking at what the average person, like I said earlier in the podcast, they want their life to look completely normal. There's no evidence of the supernatural there other than like maybe an answered prayer, like, you know, here and there or whatever. Um, there's no Philip being transported. There's no um, coin in the fish's mouth. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't call that weird, I don't necessarily yeah. know what... Yeah, I, like, think, that's, I think... That's what, that's what I'm talking about. Like, the stuff in the Bible that we don't see in our life now, that's what I'm saying is weird. And, like, if weird is a weird... is, is, a, is a bad term, then, then use something yeah, different. I, I think people just have a negative connotation. So, like, a person with 180, 180 IQ is weird. You know, so, right. but it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It's just right. it's, it's different than what you're, what you're normally mm-hmm. yeah. used That's to. And, and so, like, when those things happen, like, okay, for instance, um, let me just try to think of something. Okay, let's, let's say um, in the Bible it has happened before that tongues of fire have appeared on people's head. Mm-hmm. Let's say one Sunday um, the Lord chose three people at random and tongues of fire appeared over their head. Would we qualify that as weird? Like, yes, I think so. Like, weird in the sense of, like, we are not used to that. Mm-hmm. It is not normal. Mm-hmm. It is different. That's what I'm qualifying. Right. Yeah, I think, I think I think we all agree. I think she would just, she, or maybe we misspoke of what we meant when we said weird or right. the way we were, we were talking about yeah, it. Yeah, so it's just, it's just the extra, it's the stuff we see in the New Testament. And I'll, I'll even localize it to the New Testament. The stuff we see in the New Testament that we do not see in the church today. And, um, I mean, if, if, if that's the discussion we want to have, whether we should be seeing it or not, I'm more than happy to have that discussion. Yeah. But Yeah, but I, I always go back to, like, Azusa Street. It was weird when that first For happened. Sure, yeah. Like, I mean, it wasn't happening in America. Like, people were not speaking in tongues in America. Well, maybe they yeah. were, but it wasn't yeah. as prevalent. I don't know. Yeah. But from what I've seen on all the documentaries, it was not happening. Well, let me ask and you. So, well, and, I th- and I think that... I'm, I'm sure the up. first time it happened, yeah. people are like, "That's weird." Yeah, and I think and the, a way to look at it is weird, 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 weird. It's good <laughs> because if you, if it's just normal, you can get normal celebration and stuff like that from a football game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So how does that make us any different than the world? If it's you know, well, look at true. look at the Acts two experience. People looked and says, or they they said these men are not drunk as you suppose. They thought they were weird. Yeah, yeah. they thought like it's and it's nine. Did I in the share morning. with you that part? I've read that book. No, I'm saying like what I felt like God was telling me the other day about that. No. Oh, okay. Um, so like they were looking at these script. guys and they thought they were drunk, which they were act, which means drunk. I mean, I think not. We can all agree that drunk people act weird, right? Yes. They act different, and so um, that thing. But let me ask you, Luke, like, why you're here, um, and, and what do you think about, um, like what what she was talking about, like the other movements thing about like. I'm not saying I don't think I, I. First of all, I don't think we should try to copy other movements, but like 
other movements influencing us or whether whether it's Bethel, whether it's anywhere else, Hillsong, other movements influencing us. Where, where do you sit on that? Like, do you think we should just tr- strive to be purely genuine and nothing that happens there should happen here? Or should we be like, there's something going on there that's life and we want to we want to go after that? And what, I don't know. What I do you think, think you can still be authentic while mm-hmm. being inspired by other things. Mm-hmm. You can be inspired by something, but then it's your own authentic voice and authentic version of your culture or where you're at in the country or where, where your people are at or where your congregation is at at the time. So I think you can be inspired by something. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you're not like doing a total copy of like, well, they did this exact thing in this service, so we're going to do that exact right. thing. No, yeah. and we're, yeah. we're gonna, so the results should replicate. It's As long as you're like, well, that's great. I want to you know reflect that in my life. And as long as it's still authentic, authentic Mm-hmm. saying that word a lot yeah. then I think God you yeah. know, honors that and still moves through that in, in a peculiar in a, in a unique way that's even though you're similar it's still unique to your people and your yeah. church and your congregation yeah. I agree yeah no I was going to say before you read another comment I just want to share that part because I was reading um, you know about Acts 2 and stuff and when he said you know these people aren't drunk as you suppose and I was thinking oh they thought they were drunk because they were speaking in tongues and I really felt the Holy Spirit saying that's not why they thought they were drunk. Right. Because when they actually heard them talking in tongues, they heard their own language. Yeah. Right. And so, they that, were, so that part wasn't yeah. the, the weird part. I mean, I'm sure that was weird too. The part that they thought was drunk is I really, like, this isn't, I mean, I didn't. You weren't there. Not, you weren't I wasn't there. there yeah. But they had to be acting like drunk people. So right. people that are drunk are usually laughing. laughing like Falling over each falling other. Falling over, mm-hmm. like. Being drunk because so, the, drunk people don't automatically be able to are able to speak a bunch of different languages. Exactly, right. that's not that. Exactly, something else was happening to exactly. them. Exactly, and there and yeah, act one hundred percent. Terry Regal says um, she has cataracts, Tyler, so you can spit in her eyes. Uh, <laughs> get in the line. Get in the line, Terry. Julie says I think the point is just offering excellence to God in everything. I want to give God uh, my absolute best, even if my best falls short. Mm. And I completely agree. Yeah. Pastor Crane has a compliment, a comment that's super long, like Pastor Crane does. Jeez, oh, God does, that? yeah, God does, and will do something unique in our church. We should not expect what God is doing somewhere else to be replicated everywhere or even with us. The word word of caution I would add is that since God is unique in what He does, and when He does something unique, we must be careful not to write it off because it is beyond our experience. Unfortunately, both biblically and historically, this has been what has happened among believers living amongst the 21st century church. We Pentecostals enjoy being included in the mainstream, often even by and with not Pentecostals. I'm speaking of things like raising hands, speaking in tongues, and dancing. We don't remember or have we experienced what my grandmother experienced in the early days of the 20th century Pentecostal movement, where she was called weird, crazy, holy roller, or even had threats and rotten through for another meeting. Now, all of that is pretty much accepted. We need to be full of his word and his spirit to see what God is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really long. Yeah. You need oxygen crane, after crane, reading that. Crane, crane women, crane women, and men are all long-winded. <laughs> Julie feels a strong discernment in favor of flags. In favor of flags? Yeah. Let's yeah. see. Julie's gonna lead that team. Are you gonna lead that team, Julie, of flags? Oh yes. <laughs> I've been to places we use. Yeah, they, they a lot, a lot of flag support. <laughs> Julie says, I'm definitely not saying we should be against the word weird. God is just so other. It would be naive to think that he, uh, dormant, the, the dormant move in ways that are other, more to the point, 
of I want all the weird of God I can get. Yes, absolutely. But not just to lump all weird things as automatically inspired by the Holy Spirit, but instead empowered by intimacy with Jesus and the direction of the Holy Spirit keeping the good and weeding out the disingenuous. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I, yep. I don't think, I hope that's not what we were communicating. Like, yeah. I think we were, uh, one of the things we were talking, saying a lot was like that you need to have discernment. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know I've talked to you about this before. Like, as you go deeper in the Lord, like you need to have a life vest or yeah. you're going to drown. Yeah. And, and you need to have in that the life vest for me would be discernment. And then the word of God mm-hmm. to like, hold, you need something to hold on to. Yeah. And, and, and you can stay in the shallows with your ankles knee deep, but you're only going to see so much. Yeah. You're only going to discover so your much. Ankles knee deep. Right. Knees of your ankle. Your ankles have, your <laughs> I an, didn't ankles know. Knees. Knee highs are grasshopper. Yeah. Okay. And just, and just, so, just, just for me, um, for me, um, <laughs> Just for me, um, I I am very I, like cause I, like we said. There's times where I'm like, yeah, I want the only genuine things to happen, but I'm just so careful to say that's not of God. Yeah, I I I, I would almost rather not say it and be wrong than yeah. say it and yeah. be wrong. That's know? I guess that's where I'm exactly where I'm coming from. I I feel like I don't know, and so I I can just see where the other end of it would be, where it's like. I'm just so scared of something not being God that I'm just going to shut myself off to everything. And I'm only going to accept things that are within my purview of experience rather than like Luke said, I am, I am willing to get it wrong. Yeah. I am willing to, to whatever, because for me, I I feel like Jesus looks at my heart and Jesus looks that I want Jesus. And so right now, as I sit in this room, my heart is Jesus. I want you, and no matter what it looks like. I mean, I wrote yeah. the Dagum song about it. Like, I want dad it no burn, matter dad burn. Dad, what it looks like or feels like. Yeah. As long as it's you, I want it. Yes. Right. And no matter if it makes me uncomfortable, whatever. And so for me, like that's kind of how I live my life, and and that's it. And I, yeah. I don't want to ever be like you know just so concerned about getting it one hundred percent right all the time that I become closed off to what God wants to mm-hmm. do. Sure. Sure. Zach Abel says cross connection is not reliable for any damage it's done to you during the event. Come at your own discretion. I agree. Amen. So if you're hit with a flag, oh yeah. We, we, I guess if we start bringing flags, we we'll have to have like you know waiver sign. Yeah. What about those little like you know like those little mini like nation flags they put like in the styrofoam and you just like we'll just do those like a minute for personal ones for personal yeah. worship. Um, how long have we gone? We've gone really long. Hour we? and twenty. Yeah. Um, Highest rated podcast. So far for the table. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I just, I feel such an important, I have so many notes, by the way, that we yeah. did not go over. Yeah, we're good though. So we might have to do a part two. Mm. Part two. A part two on worship. You got to do today. Mm. Well, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Anyways, um, but worship is so important. Absolutely. I mean... Can't stress. I mean, it seems like such a simple statement, yeah. but it's just it's, it's so, so profound important. in its simplicity. Yeah. And if and you it's... don't like what happens on Sunday morning, then you're not going to like heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like nobody said it yet. Yeah. And we still, I think every time we talk, preach about worship, you have to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Anyways. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So it's just very important. Wow. I know, that was my ending. That was my closure. Great cap. Thank you. Recap. No cap. Worship, no cap. Worship good, not worship bad. (laughs) Worship.
I, we're just going to keep saying that. Mm-hmm. Worship. Like Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, PDQ. PDQ. I do have an issue with that. Oh my goodness. It wasn't that good. Don't ever put it over Chick-fil-A again. It's 100% over Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A I is feel like dead. that's... This is the guy that thinks In-N-Out is really good. In-N-Out is that great. In-N-Out is trash. I have You've never been out of Florida. I went to LA and I had In-N-Out. Trash. In-N-Out. It was just okay People who don't want In-N-Out to be good... They're, they're number one comparing it to Five Guys number two comparing it to Shake Shack in that kind of category of gourmet hamburgers it's not in that it's in the McDonald's category but, but it but is they, I, I, agree, I agree and still in that that category I would no, put it like third just, or fourth don't you say and here, here, who, is, who is first here, here's um, probably McDonald's McDonald's yes. is the king <laughs> McDonald's is king french fries Coke are you Coke. kidding me McDonald's here's, is and up here, here here's possibly what it was for me is I had in and out hyped up so much like this is just right. a great amazing experience right. and I go and I'm like is this just okay like, you had animal style yeah I literally felt the same way when we went and I got like what everybody gets the burger and all this and the french fries I hated yeah. what fries hated the french fries what? so much french fries are terrible okay so what was your problem number one you got a stupid thing to get at <laughs> you got chicken Tenders. It's chicken. I wanted to taste their chicken. It's not a. It's not. You're not comparing it to Popeyes. You're comparing it to Chick Fil A. I've you had get, chicken tenders from Chick Fil A. Yeah, and they're nasty crap. No, they're not. Chick Fil A tenders are really good. I so hate. I hate Chick Fil A. So is their popcorn. Pop- just, just for the principle. You're going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat PDQ when I get there. <laughs> so no, you're saying PDQ belongs in hell? Maybe no, we should end the podcast. No, 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 no. They need to hear this. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is just as important. Somebody out there needs to hear this. This is for somebody. Chick-fil-A. PDQ. <laughs> way down there. In and out. In and out is way down there. But for real though, like PDQ. I can't even believe you put it over Chick-fil-A. It's, it's, it's not. And so I, I guess I guess you're all correct. In one sense, you cannot <sighs> get a fair assessment of of PDQ by just one visit. It has to be a series of visits where you try different things. And so like I've been there countless times. I've been in Chick-fil-A more than that because of the year. chicken was so fried. I was like, puke. Now, I've never had their chicken tender, so I can't speak let me, to that. Let me it just, was I've, so fried, and I'm like, I'm used to Chick-fil-A where it's like... Shauna, it's, please help me. Where are you at? Uh, let me put it this like, way. I've never had PDQ, but to that argument, I have never had anything at Chick-fil-A that I did not like. Amen. 100% true. Me too. Amen. For, for PDQ, also the same. Like, well, I can already I say I don't like the chicken tenders. <laughs> no, my wife did get a salad at PDQ, the buffalo blue salad. She didn't like it. Her aunt or Sammy didn't like it. No, I would never That's order a salad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're, well, it's going to be healthy, guys. Um, but, like, for me, they make all their sauces that day. The ranch they make the day of. Like, every sauce they have is made that day. And they put it in those little packets that day? Yes. That's, come on, Tyler. You're not going to give it. I opened up a package that was clearly... Factory. Factory made. What are you talking about? A PDQ? Yes, the little um, garlic, whatever it was, garlic. Factory. It's in a little container. I don't care it, how. You can't ship that. Oh. I don't. I don't care how don't factory made Chick Fil A sauces. Oh, you're right. It wasn't Thank a you. container. They, they make all those fresh every single day. Um, I don't, I don't care how factory made Chick Fil A Chick Fil A sauces. 
That stuff is amazing. Honey roasted bar- honey roasted Chick- barbecue at Chick Fil A is even better. Um, but so it's it's that. <laughs> Laura agrees with me. L- Laura, Laura, you don't know nothing. <laughs> um, but listen, like it's it's better, okay. And if if you just don't agree with that, then we we're we we're talking about discernment of spirit. I give your soul I, to the devil. I feel a discernment from God yes. saying that Chick Fil A. Amen. Is, no. And pastor no. even said Tyler may be removed as associate pastor for speaking the heresy about Chick Fil A. Done. I mean, it's done. It's literally <laughs> anti-Jesus, is what you're doing. Are you kidding me? It, no. t- it's Tim Tebow's restaurant. Uh, is PDQ open on Sunday? Uh, yes. Exactly. Because they minister unto the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they don't take the Sabbath have, and worship. Per- I don't, like, live, under that, I don't about. live under that old covenant. <laughs> you can keep those chains if you want. They prepare a table for me and him to come feast at. <laughs> Whatever. Chick Fil A's better. We need we need a, the nightstand podcast for this. Kind of stuff. I know. <laughs> and <true>. other things. <laughs> the nightstand podcast we talked about being invite only though. Invite only. I don't know how you would do that. Like, I guess it would be a Facebook group, mm-hmm. a closed mm-hmm. Facebook group, mm-hmm. and we would be invite only for people. So I just want to apologize for not reading my notes for starting correctly, the middle. Pastor. I apologize. I butchered the worship thing. Stupid. I know. I started on the second. Well, that's why I, why I said the whole thing about what is worship because I feel like you know. Yes, because that's what it started out with, and I totally missed it. That's a Chick Fil A lever for you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyways. All right. Bye. Bye, people. Goodbye.